Welcome in to the Creed of Crypto podcast, where we provide immersive, essential, and evergreen strategies for the novice cryptocurrency investor. How you doing? I am one half of your host, Broke Boy Crypto. I have it here with me as well. As you can see live on stream, the beard is still flowing. It is Crypto Ewok with me as well. A lot to talk about tonight. The market is hot. Is the bear market over? We're going to talk about that tonight and a whole lot more. Ewok, how are you feeling? Feeling good, man. Lovely to see some green candles for a change, you know, six or seven in a row, maybe six or eight out of the last 10 anyway. I agree. Yes, uh, things have been looking good the last couple of days in the market. And I think it's caught a lot of people off guard. You know, I mean, we've been in this like crazy bearish trend, which we I mean, long term, we still are for so long that I think this is really catching people off guard. They weren't expecting this kind of price action out of nowhere. And you're kind of seeing it just in some of the narratives that some people are talking about. Like I'm seeing people like, oh, I, I got to take profits. or Why didn't I buy more at the bottom? Like they think that this is it, which is going to lead to a whole other disaster for them here in a few days, probably. But um, before we really dive into that, we want to let you know where you can follow us. My name is Broke Boy Crypto. Boy is B-O-I. You can find me on YouTube at that address, as well as Twitter. And um, Ewok, tell them where they can find you. Likewise, Crypto Ewok, uh, both Twitter and YouTube. Uh, give us a follow, like the stream if you find some value in it. And uh, yeah, we're, we're streaming on both sides actually tonight. So yep. both channels have it live. We're on both channels live. If you happen to enter the chat and have something you want to talk about, please do let us know. Although we do have a loaded show. Yeah, it's so weird to see because we've seen price action down so much and even the moon boys have kind of given up hope here and stuff. Suddenly you get a couple of big green red or yeah, green red, a big a couple of big green candles the last couple of days. And it's as if the bear market is over and everybody again, everybody's scrambling like shit. Why didn't I why didn't I buy more at the bottom? FOMO activation instantaneously. It's insane. I don't know if you're seeing people saying this stuff here and there. Um, what What is kind of the consensus seeming like to you just from observing the space? Oh, yeah. Twitter, you can definitely see attitudes of changing. You know, all yeah. the infighting is done. You know, it, it's amazing what happens when you when you get some, some positive price movement. Uh, people kind of forget about whatever they were pissed off about yesterday or the day before. And uh, suddenly everyone's in a good mood. So, yeah, there's definitely a lot of positive sentiment. Um, but, you know, let's not get overly excited here. <laughs> well, let's answer the question in the clickbait thumbnail right away. Uh, no, the bear market is not over, probably not even close. Um, we're, we're not at all out of a bearish trend. Um, it's one in what could be many bear market rallies. Now, this one happens to just really be hitting us hard psychologically, I think, because it's been what? Like two months of literally trading in this tight little wee space, which we've been talking about, of between like 18 and a half uh, K BTC to about 20-ish. And I, I should say we are at uh, 20.7 K for BTC right now and about 15.65 for ETH. But I think that's why. I think we've just been in this like really narrow channel. I mean, do you think it's that? What, what all do you think it is? Um, yeah, it's boredom. There's, you know, there's so much negativity, so much just bad news all over the place. And again, when people see some green candles, it gets exciting. It's been a long time. It's been about a year of, of downward 
price action. Um, and I, and I think, you know, the littlest bit of positivity, you know, it, it, it's good for people, but unfortunately I hope they don't get complacent and think we're on our way back up, you know? Right. We actually have a comment here from uh comet scribbles. Can't really see cause I have my brightness down. So the yeah. glares and come off my glasses, but he says bear market is not over until minimum 2024. Um, I think that's a little far out. Um, well, here's what I think. It, here's what I think that question poses. I agree with you, but it, uh, here's what it actually brings up. What do you consider the end of the bear market? I know we've talked about this before, but is it is it um, is it is it when we start trading above like a certain MA? Is it is it uh, when we start to see a few weeks or whatever um, green candles? Like, what is it that actually marks the end of it? What what do we have to see? Hmm, good question. Um, it, is that interesting? Like, I, like you say, good question. It is interesting because it's like we live and die, and we, I just mean the crypto space, by these like definitive terms like bear market, bull market, bear market. You know what I mean? Right. And it's really just about, I mean, the, the history of Bitcoin is a bull market. It's all about like your time horizon. Yeah, you know? it's more It's more about patterns. Um, I, I think, you know, obviously coins are not going to go up and up and up forever until bear market hits and then down and down and down and down. You know, you see positive and negative price action during both runs. Um, so, I, you know, it's a matter of, like we had said before, there's a lot of things that still need to happen for this to be completely over. Um, however, I, I still think that HEX is a bit decorrelated from the rest of the markets. Um, so it could play, you know, a, a, a different a different tune here uh you know we reached the top in september um of last year for hex bitcoin didn't hit its second top until november 17th or 18th so you know it's a couple months ahead and you know there aren't many trading pairs with ethereum um obviously i don't know there might be one exchange that has a bitcoin pair uh but there's such low liquidity for Bitcoin or Ethereum to really matter. Most of the price um, liquidity is tied to USDC. So it doesn't really matter what the rest of the markets do. Um, Hex kind of drives its own train. And, and um, you know, that's what we saw the last market. Uh, obviously, this last bear market, though, you know, everything went down just because of the state of the affairs of everything, you know, inflation. Right rising and all of that good stuff so you know that definitely played a part in it but again i think hex beats to its own drum so we'll see what happens in the next few days if we can continue some of these you know capitulation candles um i i think the 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 bear market could be over for the hexagons there's also yes. wait I, I, one more thing you know there's also word and rumors of pulse chain getting closer and closer too so that could play a part in this too. And, you know, again, if a couple of weeks go by and we still don't hear any news, that could be some negative pressure as well that kind of defeats the run that we're seeing right now. So think about that. That is interesting. And I am seeing um, a lot of hex people talk about, I mean, talk about hex being like decorrelated or different from the rest of the crypto market. It's so funny with this pump the last few days, hex began pumping literally like a day before the rest of the market did. Um, it started to break to the upwards of three cents, which it has been seemingly pegged to 
between three and three and a half cents for a couple of months now. Yeah. And it crushed and touched five, I believe, at one point today. Um, but yeah, then the rest of the market began following. And you are seeing, I'm, I'm noticing from the Hex community, I mean, they, some people I'm seeing, I mean, they're acting like definitively the bottom is in now, which I, I, I do get because that's a dramatic increase over just a few days. I mean, it's not as if it just pumped 10%. I mean, we're talking about like, you know, the lows of the threes to, I mean, we're talking like a 30% pump over sure. a few days. So I, I do get that. And you see people FOMOing and having that FOMO attitude, like, God damn, why didn't I buy more at the three cent range? Why don't I buy more at three cent? And, and I think like with BTC, when this whole thing is over and we're moving up, they're going to, I mean, look at how many chances to buy Bitcoin you have had at 19,000. I mean, it has been at 19,000 the most of the last few months, like for right. the better part of four months. Yeah. And I think like so many people are just going to have that attitude and maybe let this be a lesson, hopefully to the people that are hopefully even still here paying attention right now, this wicked pump up to let you know when we do break out of this, there are times where it can go kind of quick. So don't buy right now. I certainly wouldn't be buying right now. I think we go down again, obviously. But remember, when you're down there again, it isn't going to last forever. I think we're talking about this. What are the lows? What are the lows? Oh, I think 12K for BTC and everything. That may still happen. That may still be out there. But 12K and 19K aren't really all that far apart in the long run. And you need to remember to be DCA and you don't know what the bottom is going to be. You're not going to hit it. You are not going to buy the bottom. Like, <laughs> just, you know, if you do, it was mostly happenstance. But um, what are your thoughts on some of that? Ewok? Well, if you want to catch it, you better have limit orders set. Right. I, it's really the only way because, like you said, it's going to happen fast. Uh, whatever the bottom ends up being, you know, we don't know. We don't have a crystal ball. Um, but, you know, traditionally it's been about an 85% drop, uh, which puts us, you know, between 10 and 11,000. Mm -hmm. So we'll see if it does that. You know, it's never done a double top either. So this could be a different cycle. Um, set your limit orders. Have some at 15, have some at 14, 13. You know, it depends on how low you want to catch it. It may go there. It may not. But if it if it does, you'll be prepared. So, right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, don't think that you're going to just absolutely nail the bottom and, you know, be scaling into the market if you're not already in it. Um, it's going to be interesting. And we, we're talking about, you know, we have some catalysts here uh, that that may affect the market a little bit more. Nobody, you know, I've seen all kinds of meanings assigned to this recent pump, you know, as always, it's always like, oh, I think it was this, it was this, it was whatever. If you're talking about it, it likely has already been priced in, you know, a few, a few days prior. But in the United States, we do have a couple of very interesting things happening here within the next two weeks. Uh, we have, we've talked about this at nauseum and you and I, are pretty much consensus. And I think even more so now that we've seen this price action to the up angle, um, that these FOMC meetings next week on Tuesday and Wednesday, November the 1st and 2nd, where the Fed plans to meet again. And the last time we talked, you said that you think we're only going to get a 50 point rate hike. I'm actually warming a little bit more to that. The more that I have kind of heard sentiment, um, with the pleading of other countries in the world, the Fed themselves, I forget who it was specifically, but kind of floating out there that they think maybe they are causing more ill intent than they meant to with all of these hikes. Uh, 75 is, is definitely priced in, I think. They've been expecting 75. Everybody has been expecting 75. 
if we get 50, this pump that we have just seen the last few days, which I think will probably hang around these prices until, you know, maybe dip a little bit going into the FOMC next week. But if we only get 50, we're going to see more pump after next Wednesday. I can almost assure you that. Um, so well, do you still feel that way? Yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, like you said, you know, things are priced in a lot. And if they've priced in 75 and we only get 50, well, it's got to probably make it, make it up somewhere. So I, I think you will see a little bit of a pump, some more excitement, um, some, you know, it'll be taken as, as good news that we may be out of this whole, in, you know, upward swing of, of these rates. So, uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm still set on 50 and I, and I think it will be uh, met with some bullish sentiment as well. Yeah, it definitely will. I, I mean, I could see us pumping up. I, I think people forget like how often bear market rallies can happen and just how severe they can be. Um, I was watching our friend, not real friend, but a guy we both like, Crypto Kirby on uh, YouTube today. He's actually, after being pretty dormant over the last couple of months because nothing's been happening, right. uh, he's had like three videos in the last week. And, um, you know, he was he was talking about the possibility that like, you know, while this seems doubtful, I mean, you could see BTC go to the high 20s. You could see a 28K and still be in the bear market and still see new lows. It would just kind of push out the time frame of it a little bit further, but there is that possibility. Now, I don't think that will happen. I would think more like maybe we could revisit that 24 to 25 range that we saw kind of towards the middle and end of the summer. Um, but people should realize that just because we see prices that we haven't seen for six months nearly does not mean that we're out of the trend. And I, I think a lot of people that are even smart, like smart people are going to be baited into that. Yep. I mean, just today, and we're guilty of it too, because we want viewers, but you know, people everywhere are like, it's just the end of the bear market, you know? Um, well, nothing wrong with yeah. a little clickbait. No. Um, I, I will strongly warn against, I mean, you know, we have not that many viewers, but <laughs> For the ones listening, please don't place long if you start to see it go up because, yes, this is not over. Um, and it will get people liquidated again because they'll think it is and they'll place a long thinking that was the bottom and here we go. And next thing you know, liquidations happen and then we reach more, you know, lower, lower lows. So mm -hmm. just be careful. Um, you know, use your judgment. It's not over yet. So. Yeah, I think we're at the point now, now that we've seen this pump, that even if we do get the priced in 75 basis points, I, I think we're basically pumping after FOMC again, no matter what. Um, like I said, I, th I think that there could be a dip heading into it because I th that something like that traditionally does happen. But yeah, anything outside of 100, which seems about uh, not a high probability of happening, I, th I think we continue to see pump. Um but that doesn't change. And this is what we've continued to say over and over again. And it's happened over and over again because it takes time for these things to pan out. But I don't think we have really seen the real world effects yet on what some of these rate hikes and with some of these larger economical decisions, the effects that are actually going to have on the economy. I, I don't think we've seen that. Um, we haven't really seen massive amounts of people losing jobs or anything yet. Um, we think probably after the midterms, regardless of the results, uh, even though we're going to get into that in a minute, I think we both feel the results are going to be fairly one-sided. But um, I don't think we hear the R word, recession, if we do hear it at all until yeah. after then, of course. Yeah. Um, but to, yeah, to me, it's just like, 
I, I still believe that the most pain, and maybe it won't be as low as everybody has previously thought, but I still think the most pain is still ahead um, around the holidays. And yeah, I mean, you can criticize me or anybody else left and right for saying, well, you were saying like early November before, and now you're, now you're the holidays. Now you're saying towards Christmas. Well, when you have new data, um, you know, you reassess a little bit. Yeah, and You have to pivot. Uh, right. So, and it's not a huge pivot, but I, I do think that, we said a couple of weeks ago, I loved this thesis that we agreed on that we thought maybe towards like Thanksgiving time after the midterms, we we could possibly see the, the new lows or the start of the new lows. And yeah, a good month there between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Uh, it'd be an interesting time frame. Well, and who knows what happens with the with the primaries, with the elections? You know, it could go completely opposite of what we think, uh, which could cause fear. Uh, it could happen much quicker you know, than, than we anticipate because uh, of the way things turn out. So it's hard to say, uh, you know, again, if we only had that crystal ball, <laughs> we'd mm-hmm. tell you, tell you a little bit better, but um, I, I agree. I think closer to Thanksgiving, um, we should see the the movement in one direction or another uh, to see which way we're headed. And, and you'll get a much more clear picture, I think around then. Yeah, it's just my uh, anticipated, you know, timing on it. Well, there's going to be a lot of things kind of geopolitically that could that could shake it up here. I mean, first off, like I said, the FOMC, again, if we get 50, that not only will be lower than what's priced in, but I think that it will also signal that we're not going to see much more of this, the rate hikes. I hope Um, so. Yeah, which would lead to a lot of short-term bullish sentiment. And then in the midterms, what I was alluding to that we and I think the majority of anybody that has their eyes open in America thinks that Republicans are going to, I don't know about overwhelmingly, but I think they're going to do well in these midterms just because people, not to get overly political, but chances are if you're watching this, um, you side a little bit more in the middle or the right when it comes to economical policy. Um, But yeah... You know, and and I would think that that would be possibly continued bullishness. Maybe I'm just overrating that or assigning too much uh, reason to it. But I would think that if there is this theoretical red wave, as everybody likes to say, um, that would be liked by most. Yeah, I agree. But what I was saying is if somehow the Democrats pull it out, I think that could be very bearish. That's where I was going with what I was saying. So. But I, no, I agree no. with you. I agree with the, what the the sentiment is and, you know, what we think is going to happen. But yeah, who knows? Yeah. What do you what would that look like to you? Because like I uh, frankly, I'm not paying enough attention to the scope of all 50 states or anything like that. But what do you think that would look like if the Democrats did surprisingly do well? Um I don't know. Like, what do you think the reaction would be like? Because I just I don't think really anybody that's paying attention is expecting that. Uh, I don't Um, either. I I don't think it will be met with much positivity at all. Um, You know, I I I think if that does happen, um, it's going to pave a way for a completely different 2024 election. Uh, I think people are going to wake up and you know, see what's, what's really happening. And, you know, it's, it's not good. 
It's not yeah, good. And like you said, yeah, I think the hammer will, will be put down. But, you know, we still haven't seen, like you said, the long-term effects of, of the rates increasing. Um, it takes a long time for that stuff to play out um, and reach the broader markets as far as jobs go, as far as uh, the economy, the housing markets. Um, you know, it, it takes a lot longer than just a few months for it to play out. And they think it's going to fix it right away. Um, I think it was too aggressive, too quick. Um, I think it's gonna it's gonna cause a lot of bad things to happen: food shortages, fuel prices. Um, there's gonna be a lot more. The transportation industry uh, could get crippled, uh, which means you know your goods and services, the things that you buy daily, you're not gonna be there. So. It's going to get ugly, I think, if they continue to to keep this up. Yeah, yeah. There's certainly going to be ripple effects. Um, it, you do start to see. We are seeing a sentiment, though, that it seems like they are going to be backing off the aggressive rate hikes. Um, again, already hearing people saying that they they don't want to cause more damage than they meant to. So, yeah, I could see the I could see it being eased off. And if we get 50 here or even 75. Um, again, 50 would really sound the alarm that they're backing off, but the next one isn't going to be until January. And, um, who knows they may quit by then. They, they may not even be doing them anymore by then. So, uh, very interesting quarter four here. Uh, it's, you know, it, it's interesting because this same time frame last year, I, and well, at this time, still many people thought that we were, we were still bullish at the time. I mean, like, that we were in a bullish trend. Uh, a lot of people still expected more new all-time highs, which we did technically get uh, within about a month. But now here we are, and it's like, oh, man, the blood is coming. So one calendar year later, we're like almost as geared up for the bearishness as we were the bullishness last year <laughs> at this time, which I just think is like an interesting take. And it makes me wonder, um, kind of like you said a minute ago about the double top, and we don't historically do that. What if we're all... Most people think that we are going to go lower. If you check any like crypto pools, it's like, is the bottom in? It's like 70% no. Yeah. Um. So what if it is? Or what if we just hit it again? You well, know? you know, it's one of those things too. When when a lot of people expect it, it, it it's it, it's weird. So sentiment usually tells you to do the opposite. Um, mm -hmm. But And when everybody is feeling this way, you know, it leads me to believe one of two things. Either they they have been listening to the right people um, or, they, or they've been around, you know, long enough to know this is not, not over yet. So hopefully the education of the, of the space overall has, has grown with time too. And, you know, people are getting a little bit more smart, uh, right. you know, more used to these cycles. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's also, it's important to like take the temperature of who it is you're getting that pull from, whoever it might be. Like if it's a prominent trader or something on Twitter, well, chances are his audience is a pretty advanced um, crypto space. You know what I mean? Whereas if it's some kind of like, you know, uh, you know, name some political channel, I don't know, or some uh, economics channel or something like that, they, they aren't going to be able to really know what they're talking about. So um yeah it's interesting so we shall see gonna be interesting next couple of weeks here with the midterms coming up as well um but yeah 
Andrew in the house. Andrew, how's it Andrew's going? Andrew's in the house. Nice, nice. Well, um, you make it, buddy. So I have a question for you, Ewok, and I, I like to always default to you when it comes to past bear markets, past cycles, really, when it comes to crypto. And I've been seeing these videos lately, and I'm really interested to get your thoughts. But there's this narrative that, first off, we have a lot of people that are very hopeful that whatever they're bag holding from you know this past year and this last bull run and everything, although it's down 80, 90% right now, it's going to make all-time highs by 2025. You know what I mean? And they're just like guaranteeing that to themselves. Um, and that may happen. I mean, it, right. it very well could. It, it depends on what it is. But the question I have for you is there's a lot of these videos going around of, I keep seeing this thing where there's only three coins that have hit new all-time highs and consecutive bull markets. And the narrative is usually that it's like Bitcoin, ETH, and Cardano or something like that. Um, which is true for all three of those, although with Cardano, not by a lot. <clears throat> it's kind of like the, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, why can't I think of it? The, the insect that won't go away. Why can't I? Um, cockroach. Cockroach. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, no offense to uh, Charles Hoskinson. But um, <clears throat> but first first off, it isn't true. First off, that, it's not I, true. I get, I get so pissed when I see it because it is not true. It's just this thing that people keep floating around. Yeah. I, I think for clicks or something i don't know but um there are other ones that certainly have done it although maybe not by much well, i will say i think doge did it i think tron did it i think yeah yeah um is there a, i think i think finance uh, did it oh uh, yeah yeah i think I, I mean we probably go on and on i probably look here stellar may have i don't stellar know stellar might have um ripple it probably would have right I no, I don't think Ripple did. I think Ripple made it up to like 450 um, in 2017. Um, and then this last one, it only got up to two or three. Um, okay. I don't even have XRP. But like, today, I, I, <laughs> it's not that big a deal, but like Monero, like someone's like that. Basically, what we're getting at is a lot of these kind of lame ducks from 2017 maybe slightly beat their all-time highs from that previous cycle. So there's a yeah. lot of people citing this narrative is what I'm trying to say. And well, what they're saying, well, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead well, now. no, the, I mean, it has to have a product market fit, right? I mean, it can't be just a bunch of promises. And that's what a lot of these coins have turned into. Um, you know, Cardano is a perfect example. You know, they said they were going to get smart contracts. They said they were going to do all this stuff. And and here we are, and nobody's really putting smart contracts on Cardano yet. So, um, you know, they're just empty promises um, of, of a company saying that they're going to do a bunch of stuff, and, and it's not coming to fruition. So, you know, that's one of the things that you really want to take into consideration uh, when you look at these coins is does it have product market fit? Um, will it survive and and go on to do all-time, you know, new new all-time highs? So... I think that's one of the most important things that you really have to look at. And that's the interesting thing. Again, like we said, it isn't necessarily true that it's only been three coins. But what what I'm curious about, you, you were kind of just saying this about how a lot of these just being promises and everything. Do you think, though, because 2017 crypto versus 2021, 2022 crypto is vastly different. I mean, mm -hmm. we are talking about a, a, a time warp. I mean, totally different environment. Do you think maybe it's just that some of those coins from that time sucked? I mean, do you think maybe we're in a new 
era now. Like I'm thinking of like EOS, Neo, you know, some, some of these bastions in 2017 that are for all intents and purposes, like dead now, IOTA. Right. You know, um, well, I think a lot of them had good intentions. Um, yeah. I, I just don't think they had the coders and the developers to, 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 to bring it to fruition. So that was part of the problem. Um, and then, you know, this past bull market, we started to see a lot of uh, DeFi happening. Mm -hmm. um, people really enjoyed the DeFi because here we are, decentralized finance, back to why crypto was invented, was to get rid of these middlemen. Um, and then, you know, it kind of started to play and point the, point the finger at the ones that really weren't DeFi, who claimed to be DeFi, um, and there were still middlemen injected into the equation somewhere or someplace uh, throughout the coins. And, you know, and then they started to die off, too. So, you know, it, it, it's a constant thinning of the herd. It's, you know, uh, yeah. re reward the ones that are doing what they're supposed to do. Um, and, and, you know, you'll make out pretty well. Yeah. You, you bring up good points. Yeah. Cause like that, that's another DeFi is the really this last bull market was DeFi. Mm -hmm. Like that was really what it was driven by. And I think there's going to be a lot of reason for DeFi to continue to be the driver as we go into the next one, because obviously with regulations and stuff, there are people that scurried out of crypto because of potential regulations with DeFi and then being afraid of what it was going to mean for them and everything. And, uh, all that. So I think we're going to have improvements to DeFi and there will still be a lot of great DeFi protocols as we head into 2025, 24, 25, and people really get the value of it. Because like you said, you know, we've been talking about Zen on this podcast a lot. Obviously we talk about Hex a lot. I'm a big advocate of Phantom. There's a lot of really great DeFi products out there that are offering, like you said, what crypto is supposed to be about. No KYC, you know, privacy, owning your own keys and everything, um, as well as, let's not forget, crazy yield as well. Yeah. Um, yep. So th that I get that I'll reiterate the question to you, like, on average, do you think more coins that may be launched, we'll say between 2020, 2021, that had have hit, uh, you know, obviously a high back in 2021 at the last highs, do you think there may be more this time around into the next bull cycle that crush new all-time highs again compared to like 2017 to 2021? Because there's so few from 2017 to 2021. I mean, right. I can't even really, there, you know. Few and far yeah. between. There's a few out there still. Um, but so was your question, will they survive or will there be more new ones Second. that come out that crush? No, what I, I guess what I'm saying is, let me just give some specifics. So, like, it, let's just look at like the top ten to fifteen. So, you've got like um, uh, Solana is kind of a bad example, but uh, oh, yeah. just with their outages and everything. But Solana, Polkadot, Matic. What else is up here? I'm forgetting. Um, and not the cockroaches. I'm talking about like newer ones. Maybe like a a uh, Avax or something like that. I'm just trying to think of ones like kind of up near the top. Uh, Polkadot. Um, Shiba, <laughs> Tron. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, those. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm um, really there's not much. You know, the top ten. You got, yeah, you you're got right. Yeah, it Bitcoin, really Ethereum. Out. You know, Tether, Binance, uh, BNB, USDC, um, XRP. Boy, it out quickly. Yeah, yeah. 
Binance USD. So, you know, you figure one, two, three of the top 10 are, are stable coins. Um, right. Cardano, Solana, Doge, Poly, Polkadot, Dai. So let's do this. Another. So let's do, let's do this. So I guess I'll include Solana, although we there's other reasons out there that would lead you to believe it won't do that great ever again. Although there's a lot of money behind it, and that's something that people should remember. But well, yeah. So Solana, Matic, Polkadot, um, AVAX. I'll go down to even like Chainlink. Like some of these that have had some success to varying degrees, but really feels like they didn't get to like the heights that may have been ultimately possible for them. Maybe those ones I just named are the ones that really come back and blow off again in the next bull run. Um, and then some other ones, you know, the select ones down below it. But some of those, it just feels like they didn't get off their feet really. You know right. what I mean? Um, and I'm just wondering if, you know, I, I just personally can't see something like a polka dot with who's behind it and everything barely beating its all-time high of like $55 next bull run. You know what I mean? I, I just, yeah. I, I, I see it going insane. Yeah. I think half of them will. Um, mm -hmm. And it really, a lot of it stems back to the community that's behind it. You know, you've got some of these diehard communities uh, that will push a coin and, and make it do those all-time highs. Um, you got other ones that kind of fizzle out that don't have a whole lot to, um, to, to push them forward. So I right. would say about half of them will make it. Um, you know, they might do okay. They're not going to like jet past their, all, their previous all time high. I don't think, um, you know, but they might, they might surpass it a little bit, um, play around at the same level. And then, you know, for those type of coins that really don't do a whole lot, then by the next cycle, they'll be gone. Um, right, so it's right. usually how it plays out. You know, you, you've got those coins that kind of just hang around long enough to, um, to be there, but but they're not doing anything. That they're not developing. They're not um, they're not improving on what they have. So uh, they just kind of fizzle out and you know, or run out of money. <laughs> you know, right, right. So. Well, this leads me to the question. Um, so, what these people would have you believe? The ones that are calling out, oh yeah, only three coins have ever hit a new all time high in consecutive bull runs, which again isn't actually true, no. but. What they would have you believe is that means, and I'm not saying this is wrong. I think like, again, much like you just said, you have to pick your spots with this. But what they would have you believe is you have to get in the hot new thing, like the next biggest gainer for the next bull run. You don't know what it is yet. Now, that, that's probably true. I will say that. That's, that probably is true right now. And it, it may also be something that any wise person probably shouldn't invest in anyway, because it could be another dog coin or something. Could very um, well be, yeah. Right. But what do you think about that? Like, is there a market out there for somebody who wants to do this that, you know, Hex was like this. And I know Hex is the reason I haven't brought up Hex is because it, it does trade differently to the rest of the market. And it's I'm talking more about like um, what I guess like legacy people would be looking at because they just ignore Hex for now. For now, keyword. For now, but um, for now. But do you think there's something to be said and again, this is why I said Hex also did for these coins that launch right now. Like we just saw Aptos do this launch. Uh, Zen just launched a few weeks ago. Um, I think there's another, I think there's another semi-significant one coming up that I've already forgotten. Uh, but these ones over the next calendar year that continue to launch right now in this bear market, I'm not saying that they're going to be the best product and they probably are not, let's face it. 
But because they're so early and are launching at this time, like Richard Hart did with Tex, mm -hmm. do you think there might just be the best room to grow for them, even if they aren't the best products? And well, is there a market out there for people to just solely invest that way? Like, hey, I'm yeah. just going to put my bets on what launches right now. Yeah, sure. I mean, you can always, you know, the, the launching at the bottom is probably the, the best time for, for your numbers to show the most price action. Um, you know, it doesn't get much better <laughs> than, right. than, than, you know, straight, straight up. Cause if everything else goes up, it's going to pull it with it. Um, but again, I, I, I wouldn't play that game um, because most people don't know when to get out. And, and that's the hard part because they ride it. Sure. They think it's going to go forever. Um, and then they miss the top and then they hold it for way too long. And then it never comes back. Uh, or it right. fails miserably and there's a rug pull or it um, the company True. goes bankrupt or, you know, you don't know what's behind it. So, you know, that's why I stick with with telling people Hex is a finished product. It's done. It's you know, there is no improvements to it. It works fine. It does exactly what it's supposed to do. Uh, and once people realize that the, the legacy world um, I, you know, I think we'll, at that point, maybe after this cycle, we'll see more mass adoption and it probably will take two cycles, um, to get that whole scam narrative out of the way. Like, right. my God, Ponzi's don't normally last for six or seven years here. What's going on? Right. Um, yeah. How long do you, you know, keep saying Ponzi? Yeah. Right. So, I mean, you know, it, it could take that long for, for the legacy to get into hex, but that's why now I tell people is the time to be buying it. Um, and acquiring your T-shares because they're getting more and more scarce every day. So, right, yeah, I hate to circle back to it, but again, well, it's one of the old, old reliable, you know, that that does what it's supposed to do, and uh, and some of these other ones, you know, that you may get lucky. You may, you never know. You could get lucky on some of the the bare bottom, you know, coins if you put some money in here and there, throw in a couple hundred bucks here and there, yeah, whatever. Um, but again, you know, if you go with what if it's tried and true, um, I still think you have better odds of, of, of being more successful. Yeah. And I guess I guess I am talking about a somewhat calculated risk, like um, another coin I, I probably should have mentioned. Now, this has been out for a couple of months now, but Optimism, which is another one uh, that's, that's come out recently. Oh, Arbitrum, I think, is one the other one I had in the back of my mind that I think there's an airdrop coming. But some of these that like it's not just any single little thing that comes along. Like these are all, everything I just named is in the top 100 um, in market cap. So, I mean, it's, it's ones that have like some publicity behind them. And I'm, I'm not advocating to do any of this. I'm just wondering because a lot of people out there advocate for that strategy to like, Hey, just buy the stuff that launches like now, you know? Um, and if you do, I agree with you. It's something that you should only put a little bit into and because it's, you need to have a plan, you need to know the plan to the end, the moment that you invest in those, because when the gains start to come, I mean, it'll just be like a green candle like this, whenever the market pops off again, yep. and you got to know what you're going to do. Like, yep. are you selling at every two X? Are you, what are you going to do? You know, are what are you going to put it back into? See, and the other thing with that too, is if all you're doing is just coattail riding, like if all you're doing is just grabbing something in the bear market that you don't even have, you know, let's not pretend that you can't do any fundamental analysis here. You know what I mean? Like 
know what it is. What do you actually want to be invested in because you believe in it? You know, like, are you going to put it back into Ethereum? Or are you going to put it back in Bitcoin? Or are you going to put it in Hex? What are you going to do? Um, I just think it's an interesting theory to, to try to do that. I'm not going to do it. I just have seen people talking about it. But I do wonder, like, um, I, I think, I just think I can't help but escape the theory. And I'm sorry I keep banging on this. I just think it's interesting. But I just feel like it's stupid that, People are saying this, you know, three coins have only hit new all-time highs in consecutive bull markets. Like this market isn't that old. I mean, it's hmm. only like 12 or 13 years old. So like, yeah. why would you be holding on to that as concrete fact? You know, it's only our fourth cycle, um, right. you know, overall. And, and Bitcoin was on its own for five years, mm -hmm. uh, you know, mm -hmm. so yeah, maybe not quite. There was Litecoin and um theoretically though I mean, <clears throat> but yeah i mean essentially it was by itself it was one of the only ones but but yeah this is only our four cycles so you know if you're gonna play that in and out game i, I would recommend uh using a stable coin um you know to get in and out and back to a stable mm -hmm. but but like you said you've got to have a plan um before it happens and not be like oh crap now what do i do you know think it out have measured moves do do the right thing and um again i'm not advocating for it i, I think it's a losing proposition um, right but you know some people some people may do okay with it yeah i think it could be long term it's something to be uh something to be um cautious with just seeing weird stuff happening on twitter here a lot of interesting stuff happening on twitter today we have elon musk walking around in the twitter headquarters we have uh I've seen some interesting clips of some uh, midterm debates here in the U.S., uh, just some interesting things. Um, let's get into a little bit of Hex-specific stuff, some Pulse-specific stuff. You, you were just now, I, I heard you say this earlier, and I wanted you to expand on it. You said that there's been some rumblings or something that you feel like, and I feel like I have heard this a million times, I'm not going to lie, but that you feel like Pulse is even closer. We're certainly seeing super bullish action with Hex right now. Yeah. Um, but what do you got for us? Well, I, I've just heard some some rumors and, you know, and I don't know if it's more to pump the the group up, get them all excited again. Um, but again, because we're forking Ethereum instead of Binance, um, it, it can't be that far away. I mean, we're using the consensus. We're, we're, they've, they've already done a lot of work uh, behind the scenes for the other one that is probably usable. Um you know, in this fork and because it's a tried and true software that you're forking, it, it speeds things up. Uh, definitely speeds things up. I, 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 you know, I've heard rumblings that we could get a test net uh, version three here in November um, and potentially launch on Hex's birthday, which is December 3rd. Just a rumor. Um, don't hold me to that, please. But, uh, you know, wouldn't that be cool to get pulse change sure. three years later on the birthday? Um, uh, especially at the time we're in right now, it would be yeah. great timing. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. So, um, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of good sentiment. Uh, I'm just happy. Like I said, that the infighting is, is done uh for now anyway and uh right. people are are, are kind of celebrating and uh enjoying it a little bit better this time so we got another comment here 
Yeah, I was just telling him I agree. Um, talked to him a few times on YouTube. Let's get free TV. So he doesn't think that uh, the Bears are finished. Another big dip coming, in his opinion. And yeah, I mean that's really what you're going to hear from from both of us. I don't yeah. know what the um, I don't know what the the specific catalyst will be down. I, I really I, I I get sick of people trying to assign one big thing to it. I think it's what we've been saying is that all these long term effects just are not taking real world effect yet. You right. Know? Yep. I think that's... I, I agree. And, you know, again, I don't know if, if that person was here at the beginning either, but, uh, you know, I still think that Hex is decorrelated enough um, to where if Bitcoin and Ethereum and the others do that big, big dip, um, Hex might not be affected near as bad. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, it right. could have a, a slight pullback, um, but we're already close to a double. You know, one more cent and we're at six cents, which is twice what it just was three weeks ago. Right. Um, so, you know, it, we'll, we'll see. I do agree with you. Yeah, I, I I definitely could see the hex bottom being in. I'm way, way more confident in that than I am the BTC bottom. Um and again, just because it front runs the market, it would make sense as we're on the precipice of November that hex would reveal itself to be you know, unfurling from this bear market and then BTC does maybe by January or so, I, you know, maybe, maybe even yeah. a little bit further out, but, um, but yeah, yeah, I am with you there. So I did want to actually share my screen real quick. Um, sure. And, and show the um, liquidity for, for hex here. I want to, yeah, we've been seeing a lot going on about this. You were telling <coughs> me a little bit about it in the, uh, uh, the green room, if you will. Um, yeah. So tell me, tell us a little bit about that and we'll check it out on the, uh, so here. this is apex.win. And, um, if you go right over here, um, it says the Uniswap pools, there's only 83 million hex for sale. Um, you know, you've got 49 million in USDC on version three. Um, there's a little bit of ETH here, 14 million paired with ETH um, on on version three. And then these are both version two, ETH and USDC. So there isn't much. There isn't much hex for sale. And when you look at, um, I think, I forget where it is. There was a a way to uh, and i'm not even sure I, I should have looked into it before we started doing this but uh the buy and sell walls um have moved a lot so the early buy limits that were set at four and five cents um mm -hmm. have pretty much disappeared so that is a good sign to let it it, it can actually fly up pretty quickly yeah i was gonna say run right through that yeah. yeah it'll run right through it um i don't think there's much sell pressure until like 10 cents uh so <laughs> and as we approach that that could get pulled as well um so right you know there's a lot on the other side though to keep it from going back down uh a lot of the a lot of the buy orders have been set there since the price started moving um but but yeah, this is a interesting number that you'll definitely want to keep an eye on. Um, as this number decreases, uh, it means the price movement can happen quicker and quicker. So, right, yeah that that is that is going to be really interesting as we um, 
it's interesting just to see the dynamic between Hex and the rest of the market just being, uh, you know, that uncorrelated already. And I want to, it will be, man, if it continues to rip like that, I will tell you what people, people are going to do some dumb stuff probably, um, you know, in turn, well, not dumb long-term, dumb short-term, you always got to remember a time horizon, but um, it is interesting. And did you want to get into this? uh <laughs> Before you say, I, I think we've actually, you, you know, we've got enough viewers now that we've got a uh, sex find XYZ on, on our chat. So had to Excellent. block somebody for the first time. So, well, hey, I'm happy about it. It's that. a good sign. We've made it. That That's a great sign. Yeah. Because, it, it, you know, it's, I mean, I'm honored. I don't know about you, but it's, it's <laughs> that we've hit a certain status at this yeah, point. Yeah, like for sure. Enough, enough gullible men are watching. Yeah, to uh, have that, so we'll have to um, we'll have to get some moderators in here soon. So yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Give somebody a wrench. Right. Um, so do you want to really get into this stupid uh, garbage lawsuit against Richard Hart? I mean, it's eh. this is the definition of fud. Like people that are taking this seriously. Um, I mean, it's I, I think it's a cautionary tale for being a dumb investor. I think that's yeah. really what it is. And if, if, you know, I think that gives it maybe even credence to talk about. I mean, it's not sure going to affect Richard Hart or Hex in the slightest, but I think no. it is interesting to show what not to do. Well, it, it, it it's also important to let people know what it's about. So mm -hmm. you had one individual who spent $1,800, um, bought in probably around 40 cents, um, lost money, on paper, I don't know if they sold, uh, probably like an idiot, um, and and now they're crying that that they say Richard's a scammer. Well, uh, I'm sorry, but markets fluctuate. Uh, there are tops, there are bottoms. Um, it, it happens, and just because you've bought uh, something at the top and decided to sell it at the bottom does not <laughs> entitle you. Uh, well, sure it does. I guess every anything entitles you to a lawsuit. Uh, but it doesn't mean you're going to win. So, uh, you know, it, it's very frivolous. It was, uh, it's very silly. Um, I, I don't see it coming to anything. Um, it's just a waste of time. And, and as far as I've seen, the lawyers that took the case are um, probably scammers as well. Uh, they take these frivolous cases, they charge people money, um, and then they don't ever follow through. Or they never win. So, you know, good luck to that guy. He probably should have picked himself up some poor pleb token. Right. Yeah. Don't know what happened to my backup camera here. But, uh, yeah, very, um, very interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't understand the purpose or what you think. And what was the deal with, like, what the um, – who the attorney was or what the – who who actually was the one doing the suing? I don't really – um, I, I don't know that we ever got a name. It's still a John Doe, uh, as far as we know. Um, they they were yeah. remaining anonymous, so it's hard to say. And even when you see that type of thing, um, you know, it could be anybody. It could be a popular personality that just doesn't like Richard. So um, some of the wording in it, too, was just <laughs> very elementary. Um using some of the phrases that Richard has said on stream um, limp dick arguments or something <laughs> like that, I think was actually quoted on the, on the lawsuit. Uh, so, 
yeah, it, it's just bad. That's it's, what you don't do. That's what I was saying to you. Like complaints, like civil lawsuit complaints don't have like all like they had their potential evidence in there and everything. It was just a very confusing, long-winded, strange rant. He, he, the, exactly. Yeah. Crying. Um, yeah. It was just, uh, yeah. They were quoting like conversations that Richard has had on interview shows and stuff yeah. like that. In it. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Interesting. But anyway, it is a cautionary tale. Yeah. I, and like I said, I, I, didn't want to you know spend too much time on that other than to tell people what it was and if they heard there was a lawsuit um it, it's very frivolous and and will not amount to anything so yeah no i'm totally with you there um i think we covered it all this is a uh, a good one action-packed uh we are seeing green finally in the market for the first yeah. time in a little while but moral of the story do not be fooled um right. we have a ways to go here um you know, we've been sticking, we've been saying November for months and months and months, we think could be around about bottom um, with this pump and assuming it does a little bit out of the FOMC meeting next week. And we got the midterms again the week after that. It's like I said, the whole quarter four is going to be interesting. So do you have any parting thoughts for us? Ewan? I do. Um, so there was a recent article in Forbes um, hmm. uh, regarding Hex and it was kind of... Hmm. Um, I, I would say half-assed um, done. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, Cabana Crypto and Motley Investor did a stream the other day with the, the gentleman that wrote it. He actually came on stream and uh, they went over a lot of the things. And uh, I, I want to kind of give him props for showing up because most people that do a hit piece like that, um, right. they won't come forward. Um, and listen and have a discussion on what they got wrong. Um, but he was very receptive to it. Uh, you know, you could tell that he wrote it for for clicks, uh, not so much for uh, accuracy. <laughs> right. um, and, and because, you know, Motley and, and Cabana are both very passionate about Hex and, and you know, very popular Hexicans. Uh, they did an amazing job. Motley did a fantastic job. So I would recommend you watching that stream. It's on, um, I think it's on Cabana, Cabana Crypto's channel. Um, but give it, uh, give it a watch. It just came out the other day. Um, but but Motley was spitting fire. It, it would have been. Hmm. Uh, he probably would have gotten a standing ovation had he been on stage somewhere. Um, yeah, he, he did a very very good job. So I do want to give him props and. Uh, you know, everybody hang in there. Hopefully another, you know, another half, even a half a month till we can see some sort of semblance of going one way or another. Uh, I think we'll be able to paint a little bit clearer of a picture. Um, but yeah, hang in there. We're, we're almost there. Yeah. Yeah, we are getting there for sure. Um, as far as myself, uh, tomorrow, actually, I have a, a pretty cool Matic video, Polygon Matic dropping that I was working on, um, which... You know, I, I've talked about it for a while, but it is one of my favorite targets here um, coming up for the next bull run. We talked about it a little bit earlier and kind of just having some self-discovery here tonight on the podcast, looking at just how much garbage there really is, even in the top 20 coins on coin market cap and just seeing how something like Matic, Dot, some of those up towards the top seem like, to me anyway, they might be the clear ones that do actually 
come back and rally hard next bull run. But um, I had that coming out too. We'll have um, a lot of material. You can find me on YouTube at Broke Boy B O I Crypto. Same on Twitter. And Ewok, you want to let them know where they can find you again? Yeah, Crypto Ewok, um, YouTube and Twitter. Uh, if you've uh, found some enjoyment from the stream or you're watching the replay, you know, give us a subscribe on both channels if you would. Uh, thumbs up or thumbs down. We don't care. It gets, uh, get, gets, gets the algorithms going either way. But, uh, you know, we appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we can grow a pretty nice following here and continue to do this for you every Wednesday evening. Yeah. Continue to get more sex bots also. I mean, the yeah. true marker of success, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Well, this has been a fun one. Next week, maybe even more fun. We shall see. We got the FOMC meetings taking place the first and second of November next week. We'll catch you then, everybody. For a Crypto Ewok, this has been Broke Boy Crypto on the Creed of Crypto Podcast. <laughs>